Constance. And I'm Lucinda. And together in our Kids Law podcast, we're going to take a look at how laws affect children as we grow up. So what are we going to look at in this episode, Emma Constance? Well, I would like to talk about gangs and how some children can be caught up in crime and how to stop this. The word gang means a group of people and may be used to describe friends who regularly like to spend time together. In the context of criminal gangs, it usually means three or more young people aged between 12 to 24 years old who share an identity or name and they view themselves as a gang and are recognised as a gang by others in a particular area, sometimes called a street gang. And they sometimes also involve themselves in criminal activities such as drug dealing, exploiting other people called trafficking and using violence to get money. Let's talk to Sarah Forshaw QC, a very experienced criminal barrister who specialises in criminal law and is the co-head of Chambers at Five King's Bench Walk in London. Sarah, thank you so much for joining us on our Kids Law podcast. We are so pleased to have you here. Can you tell us about your involvement in the area of children and criminal gangs? Well, first of all, Alma, thank you very much for having me on. It's good to meet you. As a criminal barrister, I prosecute and defend cases, some of which involve gangs. So as defence counsel, I've met a number of gang members, some just teenagers accused of very serious offences, down in the cells of the court. And as prosecution counsel, I've met victims of gang activity. It's not illegal to be in a gang, but gangs are often linked to criminal activity and violence. Street gangs are quite territorial about their area, or as they call it, turf. And sometimes violence can break out between neighbouring gangs, what they call turf war. Because I'm what's called a silk, a Queen's Council, a lot of the court cases I deal with involve allegations of murder. And a number of those murder cases, not all, by any means, but some are alleged to have occurred because of gang rivalry and the supply of illegal drugs. What I also do, apart from my court practice, when I can, is make time if someone wants me to speak in schools to people of your age and older. And I do that to try and help warn about the dangers of joining a gang. Gangs pick on children and vulnerable young people and they tend to exploit them. It's a form of child abuse, Alma, and children and young people may be criminally exploited in multiple ways, trafficking, sexual crime, knife crime, and very often the supply of drugs, particularly Class A drugs. Why do some children and young people want to join a gang or street gang, and what can happen? Well, children may think, Alma, that being in a gang will give them an exciting lifestyle, gives them friends, it means they're accepted amongst their peers, a sense of belonging with other youngsters who've grown up in the same area. It gives them recognition and respect and money. My own experience, having met a number of gang members, is that they think they can turn around money fast by dealing in drugs along with others in their local area. Some young people view gangs as a way of protecting themselves. They want to join one so that the gang will protect them from neighbouring gangs. And once you're in a gang, this is the problem, Alma. It can be very, very difficult to break free. But being in a gang 
also puts children and young people at more risk of being drawn into committing crime, dealing and taking drugs, and even ending up in prison. What is the situation about the law and gangs? Well, as I said, Alma, there aren't laws banning gangs or gang membership, but there are laws to prevent the criminal activity that gang membership often brings with it. Many gang members get involved, as I say, in drug supply, and it's against the law to have or to carry or to supply cannabis, cocaine, heroin, and other illegal drugs. The courts view the supply of drugs very seriously indeed. Violence can break out simply because of gang rivalry or because gang members can try to rob each other of valuable drugs. So it's not unusual for gang members to carry weapons or to arrange easy access to weapons. And it's against the law to have or to carry a gun without a license, even fake or replica guns. And the law is very strict on knife possession. It's illegal to carry a knife or other weapon in public without a reasonable excuse. And just carrying a knife for your own protection or to protect someone else, even if you've no intention of using it, is a criminal offence. What does county lines mean? And why are gangs using this method of involving children? Well, people in criminal networks can persuade or sometimes even force children and young people to store drugs and money and then take them to different places over what we call county lines into suburban areas, market towns or coastal towns. And that's why we talk about county lines. It's crossing the lines between different places. And county line organisers can get children and young people to do their criminal work, like drug dealings, so that they, the older criminal gang members, are not caught by the police. Some examples I've been involved in involve children as young as 13 or 14, and they're paid a daily wage. They have to live in what's called a cuckoo house sometimes, or a crack den, and they deal drugs for their senior gang members. Can you tell us how big of a problem it is and how children get caught up in these sorts of gangs? Well, let me give you some statistics. The Children's Commissioner for England suggests that there are about 46,000 children in England thought to be involved in gangs. 12,700 children are assessed by social services as being at risk of criminal exploitation by gangs. There are more gangs in large urban cities, and there are thought to be about 200 gangs in London alone, probably more. You asked me how children get caught up in these sorts of gangs? Well, the answer is usually there's a grooming process that goes on. Senior gang members will pretend to be your friend. They'll give you things. They'll give you drugs or alcohol or trick you sometimes into thinking you're in a romantic relationship. And often what they do is they treat them to little amounts of cash and they keep them within the gang using secrecy, using threats and using drug debts and threats of violence. Let me give you one recent example from a murder case that I was defending in. My late client had been involved in gangs and cocaine dealing since he was 15. When he tried to leave them, having been arrested by the police and sent to prison, 
They told him that because the police had taken their drugs, he owed them the money, and he had to work it off. And if he didn't, it wouldn't be good for him. It was a threat of violence. And so he went back to drug dealing. It's really difficult to get out once you're in the gang. What if a child does get caught? What happens next to the child and the gang? Well, the police become involved in the prosecution of any criminal offences that have been carried out. Children or young people could get arrested. They could go to court and get a criminal record, and that would affect the rest of their life. Having a criminal record can prevent young people from getting a job, going to university or college, or even travelling abroad. If children do get caught up in a gang, parents and carers can work to support and protect children, and they can work with other organisations to try and ensure that the children are removed from that gang environment and set back on the right course. There are task forces that are government-run that provide targeted support for vulnerable young people in serious violence hotspots. When cases involve children, either as witnesses, victims or defendants, what happens in terms of them giving evidence? Well, fortunately, these days, the courts recognise that special measures are required to help young witnesses to give their evidence. And that applies whether they're witnesses for the prosecution or witnesses for the defence. And so, for example, a child or a young person, anyone who's vulnerable, can give their evidence by a pre-recorded video interview that's played to the jury at any subsequent trial. And when they're cross-examined, They can give evidence, for example, behind screens, so they don't have to look at anybody else in court, except the judge, the jury, and the advocate. And more recently, there have been special measures introduced, and Section 28 allows for people to be cross-examined by a pre-recorded video interview as well, so they don't even have to come to court. At least, that's the idea. If a child is found guilty of gang-related crime, what happens to them? Can they get sent to prison? Well, yes. A child or young person can get sent to prison from the age as young as 12 if they're persistent offenders. It's not called prison, but their liberty is curtailed. And from 14 up to 16, they can be sent to a young offenders institution as well. What can we do if you think that a child or young person might be at risk of being exploited in a gang? Well, Alma, the very first thing that needs to happen is the child needs to get support and protection. And if anyone thought that a child was in immediate danger, of course, the first thing to do is to contact the police by dialing 999. But if one was worried about a child or a young person without that level of immediacy, You can contact the NSPCC helpline. There's a number. It's 0808 800 5000. And there's more. If if a child or young person needs confidential help and advice about gangs or anything else that's worrying them, that child or young person can reach out themselves and they can call Childline. There's a number for Childline. It's online, it's free, and it's confidential. 
And I would recommend that any child or young person that didn't want to confide in anyone else but needed to get some help should speak to Childline as a matter of urgency if they didn't think that they could go to their parent or carer. Is a child or young person entitled to legal advice if the police wants to question them? Alma, yes. So if the police have reason to suspect that a child or young person might have committed a criminal offence and they want to question them about it, then provided the child or young person is under 18 years old, they have an automatic right to something called legal aid. And what happens is at the police station, they should immediately be given access to a solicitor who's called on their behalf by the police. And that solicitor will give them legal advice for free. There's been a a recent change in the legal aid provisions, which simply says there should be a presumption that a solicitor is called and legal advice is provided for free. I I should add, there there is only one problem with legal aid, and it's not restricted to children and young people. For over a decade now, there's been no investment by the government in the criminal justice system. You might have heard some recent reports about an injection um, of some cash amount into the whole criminal justice system, but it's not enough. And youth court work is quite a specialist area. And my own view is that lawyers who are vastly underpaid and overworked won't do a good enough job when a child's liberty and or the potential for a criminal record is at stake. Invest in the criminal justice system because it matters to all of us. Can you tell us more about your work and your role as a co-head of Chambers? Well, as a silk on legal aid doing criminal work, I only, in reality, am instructed to prosecute and defend in murder cases. I do some private crime, not just legal aid work. Silk is a mark of experience and and ability. So if someone has private means, they can pay for it themselves, they can ask to have a silk represent them at trial for less serious offences. And so about 50 to 60% of my work is now privately paid crime. But I still love my murder trials. And in truth, that's where you really keep learning your trade because you're prosecuted by the best barristers or you're facing the best defence barristers. It's really important, Alma, that the independent bar prosecutes and defends. I'm not sure you do either one quite so well unless you do both from time to time. My role as a co-head of Chambers, well, we have nearly 60 members of Chambers. Most of them do exclusively crime. We're all self-employed. But Chambers is a way of choosing with whom you share work, clerks, friendship. We have a test for entry at Five Kings Bench Walk, and it's a test called Excellence. And my role in Chambers is really to ensure that people in Chambers who have problems, personal and professional, have someone to go to. I also have 
business plan that I share with my co-head of chambers for this set, how to ensure that we leave behind us a legacy of excellent barristers for the future. And I also deal with chamber staff. I love it. It's a privilege to be the head of a set like this. Before that, I was the former leader of the Southeastern Circuit, the entire bar, not just criminal barristers, but commercial barristers, civil barristers of England and Wales is divided into six circuits, of which London and the Southeast is the largest. And I was privileged to lead the Southeastern Circuit for three years. That meant I represented them in negotiation with the government. I spoke on their behalf with the senior judiciary and with the Bar Standards Board. I have a question I ask all of our guests. What were you like at 10 and what did you imagine you would go on to be as an adult? I was outgoing and and yet a bit of a bookworm. Once I was reading, I was in my own world and I didn't actually hear anybody talking to me. I probably seemed overconfident at 10, but I probably wasn't deep down. So I was reasonably good in most things. And I suppose as I got older, I honed the skill I have got and I focus really on that. What did I want to be? Well, when I was your age, truth is, I wanted to be a vet first. And then, and I discovered that I do actually faint at the sight of blood. And then I wanted to be an actress. But my father, who I adored, steered me towards this. He thought I should be a barrister. And he was absolutely right. Thank you so much, Sarah, for telling us about gangs and your work. Do you have any advice for children who want to understand more about the law generally? Uh, Yes. Work really hard at school. It matters that you get good grades. Be inquiring. Be curious. What you can do, or any child could do if they wanted to understand more about the law generally, is come and speak to the likes of me. Or, once you're 14, you can go and watch a criminal trial from the uh, public gallery or 16 if you're on your own, because that's where you'll see some interesting places. Well, Alma, what do you think about what Sarah told us today? Well, being in a gang is not illegal, but it is the activity that street gangs sometimes may get involved with that can be the problem, such as stealing, carrying knives or dealing with drugs. Some young people think that being in a gang will give them protection, a sense of belonging and an easy way of getting money. But often children and young people may end up being involved in criminal activity and find it very hard to escape. They may be forced to store drugs and money to take them to different counties so that the older gang members won't get caught by the police. You can get help to get out of a gang. There are free helplines through the NSPCC and Childline, which is a free and confidential helpline 0800 In our podcast, we've been exploring how laws work and affect young people. All of these things help children understand their rights and responsibilities so that they can make informed decisions, not only about their lives, but things like voting for MPs who make the laws and understanding how the legal justice system works. It's also important that children know that they should be kept safe and that adults must care for them. Remember, if you have any worries, talk to an adult you trust and tell them how you feel.
This includes your teachers at school who are there to look after you too. So tell them that you need to talk to them. You can find out more information on Kids Law Info website. Keep your questions coming in. Please subscribe, rate and share the podcast with your friends. See you soon in the next episode. Bye. Bye.